0: Is God asleep today, or is it just the church?
1: It's the same thing I see in the United States of America. We've got the world that has crept into the lives of our church members and crept into the lives of the church. There was one church where in Sardis where he says, Wake up! You people gotta wake up! The church had fallen asleep. You think there are churches who have fallen asleep in our country today? You read all this stuff. The reason it's all written is because of the persecution of Rome and because worldliness had crept into the church.
0: There are many today who feel the Bible is mostly books of ancient writings about a God who no longer exists. The book that best challenges this notion is also the book that is most challenging to Christians. Join us today as Pastor Dudley helps us all get an A in our study on the book of Revelation. Next, as
2: we lift up Jesus.
0: Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford.
1: For some reason, the book of Revelation is a book that people either read all the time or they never read it. And I don't know why, but a friend of mine, John Wee, said it's like there's a street and we live on one end and it's well lit. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We understand the four gospels. But down there at the end of the street, there's a haunted house. And it's the book of Revelation. Uh, you know that, that it's a little scary for us down there and um, I want you to know that we're not only going to tiptoe up to the front door we're knocking on the door we're going inside the door and we're jumping in to the deep end of the swimming pool down there in that haunted house I want you to know this is not in your notes but I want to give you three reasons why we're studying this book number one is because it's in the Bible all right it's in there I do not want you to get up to heaven and you run into the apostle John and he says hey how'd you like my book and you're gonna go, uh, I'm sorry, I never read the book of Revelation. That's gonna be an awkward moment for you, okay? So uh, we wanna read it, well, it's in the Bible. Second reason we wanna study it, I believe that you will become a better student of the Word of God. Because, you know, there are a lot of things in there that are difficult to understand. And you are going to be forced to go back uh, and to study it and to do some research. And so I think we will all become better Bible students uh, these next two or three months. And the third reason why we're studying uh, this book is because it comes with a promise of a blessing. And I just want you to see this verse. It says, Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those that hear it and take it to heart what is written in it because the time is what the time is near i want to give you straight a so every point starts with an a again the first a is the audience to whom was this book addressed this book was addressed to the seven churches in the province of asia now there's four things that you need to know about these seven churches number one they're actual real churches This whole book, this letter was written to seven churches in the province of Asia. The second thing about these churches is that they're in an area that we know today as modern day Turkey. It's where, if you know where Turkey is on a map, uh, that's where those seven churches uh, are found. Now, what you need to know about this is that this time, that entire area was controlled by the Romans. And we'll get to that in just a few moments. Now, here's the next thing about these seven churches. This is the first time in the book of Revelation you find the number seven. And all the way throughout the book of Revelation, you'll find numbers. The number one, the number three, the number uh, 666 is in there. You have the number uh, 12, the number 1,000. You have the number 12,000. You have the number 24. You have uh, the number 144,000. And we'll talk about all these numbers, not all of them, but we'll, we'll give you some background. But what I want you to know for today is that the number seven is in the book of Revelation more than any other number. It's in there 49 times, which is seven times seven. Seven times seven is 49. The number seven, you'll find it over and over again. You'll find seven churches, seven spirits, seven trumpets, seven angels. Those are just a few. You'll find seven kings, seven mountains, seven plagues. The number seven is in the book of Revelation over and over and over and over and over over again. So there's something to that number. And I want you just to write this down. It's not gonna be in your notes. Just write it down. I want you to write down the number seven means completion. It means perfection. It means wholeness. It means fullness. It's tied into the church of Jesus Christ, which means to me that the church is a special entity. It's a unique entity. It is a complete entity. It is the perfect bride of God. It belongs. The church belongs to God. Can someone say amen? amen. And the fourth thing about these churches, and I know what I just said, but even though John wrote these letters, to these seven churches these seven churches represent every christian church that has ever existed in the history of our world so not only is he writing to those seven churches he's also writing to us these words apply to us here today and you'll see this as we go through this the second letter a is the word is for the word author write down the word author John, of course, is the author. We learn that in verse 4 because he says, I, John. In fact, he says it a couple times uh, in this uh, first chapter. This is the same John that was with Jesus at the beginning. Uh, He left his father's fishing business to follow uh, Jesus. He was there when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. John was there. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that everyone left. Almost all the disciples had left. Only one disciple was left when Jesus died on the cross. Guess who it was? It was John. And then it was the same John, if you read at the end of one of the Gospels, that uh, at the empty tomb, it was John, the same guy who wrote this book. It's also the same John who wrote the Gospel of John. And not only did he write John, he wrote 1 John. And the same guy that wrote the, those books wrote the book of Revelation. You say, well, preacher, why are you telling me that? Here's why. Because when you read John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, it looks so different than the book of Revelation. Revelation has all these creatures and symbols and signs and numbers. Uh, John looks like a normal book. First John, it's a normal book. Second John, it's a normal book. Third John, it's a normal, I can understand those things. If I were to read those four and read Revelation, it looks like they're two different authors and all you need to know, it is the one and the same guy. He wrote all those books. Well then why, why is it so different? Why is Revelation so different? So you have to understand these two words. I want you to write them down. Point three is the word adversity. And you'll have to turn your outline over to fill in the fourth one. It's the word apocrypha. And I'm going to come back and talk about that. Stay with me on this. They were facing two types of adversity. First, Roman persecution. During the time that John wrote these words, John himself and those seven churches, they were undergoing some type of severe persecution. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, we know that because of what was going on in the history of the world at that time. Rome was conquering the world. We also see it in verse 9. John says it's going on. He says, I, John, uh, this is verse 9, I, John, your brother and companion, in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours, in other words, the reason we're suffering is because we're in Jesus. Jesus. And then he says i'm on the island of patmos because of the word of god the reason he's on the island of patmos is because he wrote john and he wrote first john and second john and third john he wrote those letters the island of patmos is a roman prison it was exactly 30 miles remember where ephesus is on that map It was 30 miles, an island out in the Aegean Sea. It was 10 miles wide and 6 miles deep. If Rome wanted to get rid of you, that was their prison. They just took you out and dropped you off on that island. And the very reason why he's on that island is because he's a prisoner of Rome. Now, here's what happened. Look at verse 10. On the Lord's day, he said, I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice and the voice says in verse 11, very important, John, write down on a scroll what you are about to see. I'm about to show you some things, son. And I want you to write down everything you see. And then he says, I want you to send it to those seven churches. And they're listed there. Ephesus and Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. John lived to be about 90 years of age, all right? So if you look at your chart, he was about 20 when Jesus called him. Jesus died in 33 AD. So if you go up to John being about 90 years of age, he's been serving Jesus for 70 years. Rome now is taking over the world. And for some reason, we don't know why, but he's banished to this island of Patmos because of Roman persecution. We know those two emperors, Nero and Domitian, during that time, they, they said they wanted the people in Rome to say these words. Uh, they wanted you to state publicly that Caesar is Lord. You had to say those words. Caesar is Lord. Read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. We don't believe that Caesar is Lord. We believe that Jesus is Lord. And because of the Word of God, John is being punished to this island called the island of Patmos. We know one guy, his name was Polycarp. Say Polycarp. He, he, he lived to be 86 years of age, and this happened in Smyrna, one of those seven areas, and this was years later, but they burned him at the stake because he would not say Caesar is Lord. And uh, so as they, as he's, as he's on fire, he's on fire, he says these words. He says, 86 years, he has never once denied me, and now I will not deny him as he burns at the stake. So, here's what I want you to know. When John writes this letter, he's writing this letter, there are two things that are going on. One, they're facing Roman persecution, but the second thing, write this word down. You've probably never written this word. I call it worldly seepage, which means that the world is seeping. It's creeping into the church. Do you see that happening in churches in America today? don't get me started Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that next week lord willing you see, how do you know the world is creeping into the church because the next two chapters chapters two and three they talk about those seven churches and as you read you can see what the situations are and john begins to write about the fact that they're lukewarm they're neither hot nor cold bunch of church people they're not hot or cold they just show up from time to time He talks about how sin is creeping into their lives, and sin is creeping into the church, and they've got false doctrines going on, and they have all kinds of sexual immorality in the church. You see, Rome, one of the things that Rome was known for, they were known for their military power, but they were also known for their sexual immorality, and because Rome is in charge, the worldliness of Rome began to creep into the church. It's the same thing I see in the United States of America. We've got the world that has crept in. the lives of our church members and crept into the lives of the church there was one church where in sardis where we'll see next week where he says wake up you people gotta wake up the church had fallen asleep you think there are churches who have fallen asleep in our country today and so the reason here with me the reason you read all this stuff the reason it's all written is because of the persecution of rome and because worldliness had crept into the church and and john is saying people people wake up wake up be faithful, be faithful. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. One day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return and everything will be okay when he returns. Now let's go to the Apocrypha. Apocrypha, write this down, as coded language. It's like a secret code. That's why some of you don't understand it. It's why I don't understand it it was written in a coded language called the Apocrypha. Why was it written in a coded language? This is why it doesn't look like John, first John, second John, third John. Why? Because John is in prison and he hears this loud voice that says, John, I'm gonna show you some things. You write everything down. He gotta write it on a scroll. And then he's got to roll it up. And somehow he's got to give someone, hey, you come here, you take the scroll, take it to Ephesus, and you tell them to take it to Smyrna. And I believe the reason John wrote it in a secret coded language is because as that courier is carrying the scroll... Yeah, a Roman soldier comes along and says, as a Christian, you're a Christian, yeah, what do you got there? Let me see what you got there. And so the Christian would hand the scroll over, and the Roman soldier, he want to make sure this was okay, he would unroll it, and then he'd start to read all about these creatures, and he'd see a red horse that was flying, he saw an eagle who was talking, He saw locusts that were as large as horses, a dragon. He saw a beast with ten horns and had seven heads, and each horn had a crown. And that Roman soldier, he'd look at all that. He'd roll it back up, give it back to the Christian, and go, you Christians, you sure like your novels. You can go on your way. And so that courier was able to take that letter and take it to the churches because here's what I want you to write this down. I believe this. John's readers would have understood everything in this book. You might not understand it because you didn't know the code, okay? I want you to write this word down, the word apocalypsis, write that down. And you see where it says one, one? Look at the first five words of the book of Revelation. It says the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. You see the red letters were the first two words, the revelation? In the Greek language, the first word, uh, that's one word in the Greek language. It's the word apocalypsis. And so in the Greek language, it's the apocalypsis of Jesus Christ. Now, we, we equate today, because of Hollywood, we equate the apocalypsis with the end times or, or, or Armageddon, but the apocalypsis is, is found, Revelation 1-1, as it relates to Jesus Christ. Now, if we go to the next slide, here's how we break that word down. The word apo is the word that means uh, to, take, uh, to take away or away from. And calypsis is a word that means veil. And so what the word apocalypsis means, it literally means to take away the veil. It means we're going to pull back the curtain. We're gonna open up the curtains and we're going to reveal who? Who are we revealing? We're revealing Jesus Christ. It's the apocalypse, it's the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Literally is what it means. And so that's the next A, write this down. He's basically saying, I, I know you're being persecuted. I know there's a lot of a carnality in the church, but what you need to know is that Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the answer to all of your struggles. He's the answer to all of your problems. He's the answer to all of your persecution. He's the, he's the answer to your lack of faith. Whatever you're going through today that's difficult, Jesus Christ is the answer. Now, well look at verse 4. We've got to read through this. Verse 4. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is, who was, and who is to come. From the seven spirits before his throne. Verse 5. From Jesus Christ, who is, now don't forget, we're opening up the curtain, and here he is, Jesus Christ, who is he? He's the faithful witness. He is the firstborn from the what? From the dead. Now, we know what this means, but the Roman soldiers didn't know what this means. See, because he resurrected, it means that all of us, uh, when we die, we can resurrect. He was the first. And he's the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his what by his blood he's just opening up the curtain verse six he made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his god and father to him be glory and power forever and ever amen and then we come to verse seven the verse verse word says look which is a word that means pay attention he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him Even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be. Amen. He's revealing Jesus Christ, who is the answer. And write this down as we close. He's the Alpha and the Omega, he says, in verse 8. And he's saying that he's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come. You say, why is that important? Because this was written to a group of people that were being persecuted. They were asking questions, where is God? God, where are you? Why me? Why me? John opens up those curtains, the Apocalypse. He removes the veil. Let me show you the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, that one day Jesus, the one who was, who is, and who always will be, the eternal one, one day he will come and every eye will see him. And God is simply telling them that he is still on the throne. Not the Roman emperor, not Caesar, not any human power, not the greatest army that ever marched, but the one who's the alpha and the omega. Therefore, you have absolutely nothing to fear. Now, I'm convinced you know, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but I don't think a Roman soldier would have a clue. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me and when I turned around I saw seven golden lampstands and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man now we know who that is he was dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet with a golden sash across his chest his head and hair were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were like blazing fire his feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace and his voice Was like the sound of rushing waters in his right hand he held seven stars and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword which we know is the truth of the word of god his face was like the sun shining in all of its brilliance and when i saw him i fell at his feet as though dead and then he placed his right hand on me and he said these words do not be afraid I am the first and the last. I am the living one. Yes, 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 I was dead. But behold, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades in my hand. write, therefore, what you've seen, what is now, and what will take place later. And the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of those seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. And next week, Lord willing, we'll talk about those seven lampstands. You come back.
0: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word
2: reach. This April, the greatest story ever told returns to Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Come and witness the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ brought to life with new music and new performances. This year's Passion Play Experience features four complete performances under the direction of Chip Hurd with musical direction by Maxie Anderson. Showtimes are Friday, April 8th at 7 p.m saturday april 9th at 6 p.m and two shows on sunday april 10th at 9 a.m and 11 a.m bring the entire family this is not a ticketed event so no purchase is necessary you won't want to miss the 2022 presentation of the passion play